podcast today we're talking about the clockwork elves or the machine elves or the dmt elves or the fractal elves or the tykes those are all the names for the things we're talking about max is here too max say hi yo 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 yo. so yeah this has the the i heard about this originally from alex jones i think it was the first i think it was the first time he was on joe rogan when he got like, I think he was. No, he doesn't smoke, does he? He was drinking a so lot. He does. He oh, does. he does. Okay, yeah, I think he had yeah. been smoking or something, and really got into some of the crazy stuff. And he started talking about the Clockwork Elves, and it's like a a weird sounding name as it is. And it had I was curious about that, and he kind of briefly talked about it. Um, and then he brought it up again uh, when he was on Tim Pool's uh, podcast. It was. December 13th, 2020, or September 12th, 2020, sometime around there. Um, two days ago, yeah. Two days from when we're recording this, so yeah. I heard it again, I'm like, I'm going to actually kind of take some time to kind of look into what exactly this is, because like the name, I'm sure, will, I'm sure people listening are just like, what is that, and clicked on it, so. Um, or people that have heard it mentioned and were curious about it, so. Um yeah, I think I didn't hear about it until you had mentioned it to me um, as a topic to research. Um, unfortunately, from what I could tell, there's not too much like empirical data or studies that like explain it. Um, there's case studies that I saw, but you know, it, it, it didn't like hold much like grounding as far as a like a logical empirical explanation. Um, so I don't know, maybe we should just kind of explain like what it is, how it happens, um, kind of yeah. sort, sort of for like basis of what, what we're going to be talking about. So like the general, the general idea of what they are is they're, um, people that take DMT, dimethyltryptamine, um, it's like this short, short short-lasting psychedelic um, that's found naturally in animals, fungi, and plants, and humans. We'll get to that later. Um, but uh, a lot of people that take this report similar things, that they see uh, these small small beings. Um, and I'll get more into details what what they describe they look like. Because, like, again, this is... It's hard to, from what I gather, it's hard to explain exactly what they look like because of it. When, when you trip on this stuff, nothing's like reality, kind of. So, I mean. Or is it, or is it true reality? That's the question. <laughs> yes, that's, that's another thing. And yeah, I did find it interesting that it's, there's no good um, rational ex- explanation to confirm it, like it's just it's up in the air like 
that's the fun part about this. Like they can't definitively right. say this is why it happens. Like they can't give you a scientific reason. I have one. I did find one guy that kind of gave his thoughts of maybe, but it's not. Again, it's kind of it's it's such a weird realm of of science that you you have to go off of um, stories. Essentially, there's no other way to do it. Yeah, that's that's what I was finding. Um, and I mean, I guess, you know, to kind of further explain, like, yeah, it's like, I guess these reports show that uh, people who trip out on, on DMT will often see these little elves that kind of like fabricate. And I guess, <laughs> man, the way that I was picturing it when I was reading this is when... Um, if you've seen that episode of Rick and Morty when they keep having these memories and it's like a parasite, right? That like when you start to remember a situation with a certain like uh, critter that was in the show, uh, then like they, these parasites, would, <laughs> they like lived off your memories. And so they would mm-hmm. make you have false memories. So that's kind of beside the point. What I'm trying to say is there was a part when Summer started remembering this like childhood friend that she had. It was like a unicorn. And it was like, remember, remember, remember. And it kept saying like, remember, remember. And she was like, yeah, I remember. Well, what I was reading about the reports with these uh, clockwork elves or mechanical elves is kind of what I was reading about. Same thing um, is that when people trip out on this D- on DMT, uh, 66% of people is what the number I saw. They, they reference these like independently existing entities that interact with them and they're like intelligent elves. And the story that I saw was from this guy, Rick Strassman. Yeah. And he was saying that like, they're very, they, what they do is like, they keep telling you like, look at us, look at us, like, look at what we're doing, look at what we're doing. Don't. And they say, they keep saying like, don't give in to astonishment which is like what you would probably start. You'd probably be astonished if you were on DMT. I don't know, but they're, and I guess when they talk, like when these elves talk, like, like material things come out of their mouths and then they start telling you like, Oh, you can do it too. Like, give it a try, do it, do it. And like, and and then you start talking and you start like making like material things, uh, come to, to life during this trip. So that's kind of what it is. It's like these like creepy little elves come out of nowhere and they start talking to you and they're like, look at us, look at us. Like, Look, and then they want you to pay attention to them. So is it like, are they trying to tell you something? Are they trying to show you some sort of knowledge? Or is it just like there's a part of the brain that DMT triggers that perhaps like makes you just like see these things? Yeah. Um, so that Strassman guy, he did the first research in the 90s um, at the University of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't my college study cool stuff like this? <laughs> I don't think we studied, like, anything. (laughs) New Mexico, like, they're all into, like, aliens and dinosaurs, so I think this is something that falls under that kind of, like, supernatural... Yeah. They get away with it, because it's cool there. (laughs) But he did. His was... His study was for... for, He did it for five years. 400 doses of DMT, given us 60 volunteers over this period of time. And then he wrote the book, The Spirit Molecule... Also, there's like a documentary, too, that kind of goes along with it. I watched that this morning or listened to it, but uh, it's more about DMT than the elves. So that was disappointing. Um, his, his quote in that book is, uh, he said, I was neither intellectually nor emotionally prepared for the frequency with which contact with beings occurred in our studies, nor the often utterly bizarre nature of these experiences. So it's kind of crazy to him um 
So in his first study, he said 50% of them noticed it. But then there was a later guy, Philip Meyer, in 2005 that was more recent that was the 66% of the people that you, the, that you were quoting. Um, but yeah, they describe the, the entities as just like kind of like beings or aliens or guides or helpers. And um, the, the forms they take are kind of different. Like there's uh, the list I saw was like clowns, reptiles, mantises, bees, spiders, stick figures, elves, that kind of thing of thing um but then a lot of people that describe the elves like they changed how they looked constantly um which is weird and i gotta remember to um somebody actually in the article i was reading linked to a uh, like some images of what they think kind of represents what they see uh what these figures look like and it's very bizarre so i'll make sure i link to that in our show notes. Um, but yeah, they, they appear to be like sentient autonomous beings that are kind of doing their own thing in this reality of theirs. Um, and I guess but I think like, it's even more like they, they want you to take part in what they're doing. It's sort of, they do. Yeah. Sound like they're, they're like, they're curious and like, friendly and playful from what i've seen and yeah they they seem to want to help out in some sort of way or share knowledge or or information yeah and i think that's where a lot of i don't know if you were prepared to get into this but uh i think that's where some maybe like conspiracies with it because i think there are some conspiracies like people think that this like dmt is like um a way to access like certain knowledge um or, you know, like maybe these elves are trying to tell us something. And so like the fact that, you know, I think DMT is probably illegal, I would guess. And like, it's not, you know, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Um, it's like, you know, it's not legal. So it's probably, you know, kind of hard to get. And, um, uh, basically the idea is like, well, okay, is this like not allowed because there's like some sort of knowledge that could be learned from it and people don't want us to know the knowledge is that, yeah. so, you know, and then, because, I mean, there's documents similar to mechanical elves or whatever that, that, that were known as something else. So something that I was reading about, two things that I was reading about that people kind of lump in with this these elves is like things called, I don't know how to explain, uh, say it. It's like Kaberi, C-A-B-E-I-R-I, and then also sleep paralysis. People kind of are curious, like, uh, is sleep paralysis like part of like kind of tapping into that same part of, I guess it'd probably be like the pineal gland. I'm not sure, yeah. but, uh, you know, people think like, Oh, sleep paralysis may be like kind of like the same thing, which I've had sleep paralysis and it's, it's I hate it. It's the worst thing. Um, but, um, yeah. And then another thing were these things called Kaberis, which is like an ancient, it's like more an ancient kind of, uh, writings, I guess, where, um, and I, I didn't jump too much into it, but it's basically the same idea of like elves and like different beings showing up, like either when people die or like, or like, you know, like people on their deathbed, I guess maybe like talk about, like say there's these things and they call them Kabiris. Um, that's pretty much the extent of it that I know. So I'm not going to go too much further down, but yeah. So I can follow up on like the, this is not unique to like Americans like this is unique in many places and i had some notes here so like the other big 
big name when it comes to this is uh, Terrence McKenna. Uh, he he wasn't he didn't I don't think he did like science with this, but he you know researched and experimented with DMT, and he had him and his brother had gone to South America to find a certain uh, group that like prepared it a certain way, and he wanted to take part in that. Um, Probably like ayahuasca. I think that's another thing that's like has yeah, that, DMT in. Yep. Um, and um, when he was talking to those natives about what happens when they take it, they described talking to little men that want to give knowledge to them. And it's so that's a completely different culture. So that, you know, that makes a lot of people, they use that as evidence to show that this is not like. It's not coming from our brains because what are the odds that humans in a completely different culture would see the same thing? Um, and then there was another guy. I have like a jillion notes here. Um, I'll just summarize it though. But he basically he did study on um, the Celtic people from back in the day and their beliefs in fairies and elves that they believe they were like hyperdimensional creatures of sorts um, that um, would interact with people when they were in a certain state of mind, like maybe under the influence of something or in a trance or meditation or near death or something like that, repeated seeing the same type of small creatures that would talk to them and stuff like that. So not only is it do we see it in different cultures? We see it in different times as well. So that's, again, they use that as more evidence to support that. Um, really, the, the debate is, the overall debate is, is this a, are the machine elves a figment of, is it a product of our human consciousness? Or, or do we just completely not understand? Are they separate from human consciousness? Like they're their own things. That's the that's the hot debate, right? And, and I think what's important to note is, uh, you know, like we had said before, like DMT is found in like a lot of different living organisms, plants, animals, humans, uh, and particularly in humans. I guess like the only way it's like I think naturally. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like naturally released when you're dying. So when people die. I think, you know, a lot of, I guess more, it's probably a more religious idea, but like a lot of people think like, okay, death is like the beginning of like the new life that you're supposed to pass on to. And so a lot of people think that DMT is, uh, effects and like these elves are actually like a different dimension in time and space. So it's like, is it just everyone, you know, is it just like this drug happens to like activate something in our you know, neurological fight, like firing that, um, that just at, like, just triggers us seeing these people like these little elves, or are they actually like in a different space, time and dimension? Yeah. I did find, I've heard this and that, um, people that are like super into or super good at like meditating of sorts are able to release it themselves um because yeah it, it does seem for the most part for the people that don't understand it yet like death or maybe like super maybe like you know maybe f 
when your life flashes before your eyes, they say, like if you're like in a near death experience, that maybe that's triggered that that's from the DMT coming from your brain. Normally, it would have to be a, like a stressful situation that it would happen. But some people claim that they have um, got got it released in their body just through like meditation. So, I mean, hmm. yeah, and 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 um, something that's. I guess also, if, again, I don't know, like, and I didn't dig too much into it, but more on the conspiratorial side is like, um, you know, DMT, like, like some people that are like people, I guess, who would be proponents of it and want it legalized think like, so a lot of people I think who've done it, maybe, I, I don't know. They think that it's like, again, like there's knowledge app, like when you do it, that's like, you can't really gain from just like regular day, like everyday life. And so the idea is like, does the government know that this will like allow knowledge to trickle into people's brains and they don't want people to know stuff? And then like you could take it a step further and say like, is that why <laughs> I know this is probably like way off topic, but like, is that why there's like fluoride in the water is to like block these chemicals so that like the general mass of people like don't get because, you know, like fluoride is known or, you know, people say that it like kind of blocks neuro neurological activity in your pineal gland and yeah. so um like is like is that like a huge grand conspiracy like putting fluoride in the water so that like we can't activate these you know these different chemicals that will impart knowledge on us like that's kind of more down like a conspiracy theory that i'm not really prepared to talk about honestly but yeah I, i've heard that think one. about yeah it's definitely possible um i did have like a, a funny note here that like like a lot of people that take this drug like for the first time that are like self-proclaimed atheists after the experience are like you know what maybe there is something out there like they become kind of like agnostic just like i don't know i think even joe rogan talks about I, i'm pretty sure he's done it and he just said he, oh yeah he loves it i think and yeah he talks about it a lot <laughs> and i think he's done it and he kind of falls in that boat um but he also said after he had done it like he completely lost the fear of death um uh, what he kind of he tells that story a lot he's like okay yeah. that's interesting um <laughs> yeah it's crazy that it's got such a powerful impact on individuals perception of just reality you know according to these like reports that i was reading about um, it seems to be like a very impactful phenomenon. Um, and another note here, people that take it say when, when they're tripping, essentially, they are completely aware of everything. Like, it's not like hmm. sometimes you just kind of lose yourself, um, if you're tripping on something, but this, they're like, no, like I was all there. Everything was making sense. It's just a bizarre, what I was seeing, like, is so hard to explain. So I found that. Yeah, and what's odd is, like, when I was reading about these reports with the elves showing up, like, apparently it happens in, like, a minute after taking a dose. Yeah. Like, dude, that is very quick. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, think about, like, you drink alcohol. Like, you have one beer. It t it'll take – it could take 30 minutes to, an, you know, an hour before you even, like, feel any effects. Like, you I'm know what I mean? So it's yeah, like the I'm fact trying to remember. Like after one minute they're seeing this, it's like, what the heck? Like, they just opened a portal. <laughs> yeah, somebody was saying, some doctor was being real, like, scientific about things, explaining it. And it was, long story short, like, our body can't 
doesn't really break it down in the digestive system well, so it pretty much just jumps right into the bloodstream and goes right where it needs oh, to go. That and that's sick. why it's so quick versus other things like the body breaks some of it down along the way and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's it hits really quick and I guess the the only story I heard like it lasts like 10 to 15 minutes. But then the people that that's take it feel like it's like a lot a lot longer than that. <laughs> and one guy, I don't yeah. know if he was being dramatic, but was like, oh, it was like a thousand years of stuff going on and you're telling me it was only 15 minutes, but like, you know. <laughs> just the that's the way they make it they make it sound like like the elves like have information and they just throw it at you like so fast like it's it doesn't make any sense to us somebody used an analogy like uh in the matrix when the like neo downloads like the knowledge of kung fu like instantly like it's that sort of thing and it kind of kind of tied with like the Sometimes they speak objects into existence and they're trying to show you how it works and they can just like telepathically instantly just transfer all that uh, information to you. It's kind of how they describe it, which. Um, so do people come out of these trips and they're like, oh, like I know how to do X, Y, Z and I never even knew like how to do it before. I never saw any stories of that. So I wish right, I would I have. Either. But um like that'd be crazy if they're like dude i i know how to build a whole car like and then they go home tear down their car and then build it all back up yeah. <laughs> like if, if that happened i would be convinced like no for sure <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah that's what's the problem is a lot of these reports the well first of all i guess more or less what i'm trying to say is like yeah to your point scientists don't even really know how this thing is absorbed in the body like from what i've read mm-hmm. it's like really unclear how it breaks down and how it's absorbed which is to me, that's super weird. Like, we know how everything absorbs in the body. How? Why is this thing so different? I don't know. Yeah. That's why it's so fascinating. Because there's... Like, I really like when they talk about stuff about the mind and consciousness and stuff. Because we have absolutely no idea how any of that works. And it's, it's fun that way, you know. And it's, like, to the point that they're not even... A lot of times they're not even willing to even put forth, like, any sort of theory or anything proposition yeah especially when you're talking about this i feel like you could quickly get like you know uh your credibility could go out the window as like a scientist if they're like no dude it's like interdimensional stuff but then again i don't know maybe there's a lot of scientists that think like interdimensionality is real i don't know i'm not a scientist it is becoming more popular it's like multiverse theory and matrix theory and all that stuff um yeah so yeah i guess i can talk about the guy that kind of criticized it or he just wrote an article called the case against machine elves his name's james kent i'm not sure when he wrote this but um i'll just read what he said he said why is the alien elf archetype so common to the dmt experience the only answer i have is that we humans must have innate evolutionary wetware that forces our senses to latch on to any piece of anthropomorphic data that pops into otherwise randomly uniform data basically saying like if something sort of resembles a like a like a a human or an animal that we instantly like to associate it with that so like maybe if they're tripping and they see a weird shape that sort of looks like a creature then 
oh and that's what they like call it yeah makes it's a, a picture yeah that's a person right you know that's kind of what well, it's kind of the same idea where i don't know the exact numbers but it's like when you're reading like text uh or like a book or whatever like you really only need like and i'm making this number up you need something like 75 like you only need something like 25 percent of the like characters to be able to decipher what it's saying yeah something like that our brain wants to fill in gaps to make sense of anything like it's just part of our brain yeah so the this rick strassman guy kind of said um that he's that this guy is assuming that the brain is nothing more than like a consciousness like generator like consciousness exists within the brain only and that's it um that's not been like confirmed or anything like that so so he says i I don't really buy that like that's an okay explanation but like it's not enough to convince strassman um and so his idea now is and like the strassman guy's not a he's not a quack like he was a legit scientist and he really just wanted to study it but as a result of what he saw when he was doing it you know made him you know now now he's more open to what we would call crazy ideas so like he he thinks his idea is that like the brain is kind of more like an antenna basically that connects like consciousness to our physical bodies links Um, us up to japan yeah it links us right up to japan like like that's it like our brain just serves that purpose the brain isn't creating anything it's just kind of like a go-between between like the you could just say like the soul and like the physical body kind of that kind of thing that's 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 what that's his current thought of of all of this um, God, I mean, that's that's interesting you know, it's a different way to think of the brain because i think people think of it as on a very physical level um but dude we don't know that much about the brain i feel like it's yeah it, it's a very wild <laughs> mechanism it's so weird because like and the one thing that's always you know i find interesting too is that like brain size has no impact on like how much you can learn how much you know how smart you are like well, i think it's crazy is that it's literally just like isn't it just a bunch of fat you, like yeah <laughs> it's like fat that sits in like a saline mixture and and since there's salt in there like electrical currents can f- move around that to me is yeah no pun intended but that's mind-blowing dude like it's crazy it's so fascinating and then let's see i guess i can talk a little bit about the pineal gland uh, i remember reading i was reading some of descartes stuff and he was a big proponent of thinking suggesting that the pineal gland's purpose was kind of he called it the seat of the soul i believe and it's just he thinks the pineal gland is like the link between like body and soul essentially um and i think eventually they came out and said that that's ridiculous but then now that this stuff's kind of surfacing they're <laughs> he looks a little less crazy now um, well you know what's what's interesting that i read about the uh, pineal gland is that um going back to that whole fluoride conspiracy apparently before fluoride was like in american water fluoride was used uh by russia and german on their uh and germany on their prisoners of war and also just their prisoners 
they would give them doses of fluoride to like make them what it said is like it, it made them like basically stupid and like they and the idea was like that way they're just they're not as a big of a threat while they're in jail they're just like being dumbed down with fluoride and fluoride basically blocks like receptors of the uh pineal gland as i understand it so yeah there's definitely something in the pineal gland that's like very powerful as far as like receiving uh neurotoxins and whatnot yeah it's it's a fascinating thing, and we could probably almost do an entire episode on that, just because we still don't know exactly what what it does. Um, and, and you mean fluoride or or oh, pineal gland, right? Yeah. Okay, right, right. I mean, you could do it on fluoride too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got a list of. I remember this is kind of on the conspiracy side. I remember I don't remember where I heard it, but um. A lot of breakthroughs and discoveries and innovations throughout history, when the person responsible is asked how they came up with it, a lot of times they say it came to them in a dream. Um, so I have a list of things here that came to people in dreams. Um, automatic sewing machine, the periodic table, Freud psychoanalysis, the movie Avatar, um, insulin use for diabetes, evolution and natural selection, the scientific method, the theory of relativity, the double helix structure of DNA, the atomic model, uh, Bohr's model, um, a breakthrough in uh, brain chemical neurotransmission, um, the idea for Google, and the subconscious mind itself um, all came from people in the dreams. There's other ones like songs and movies books but I, I didn't find this interesting but um but yeah um and i think a lot of that that thought while you're dreaming is mediated by the pineal gland it like it modulates your sleep patterns and and uh you know so do, do with that information what you will but i think it kind of mediates like how you dream in a way yeah dreams are weird we should do it on dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be down, dude. I could talk about my experience with with uh, sleep sleep paralysis. Stuff's awful, man. It's like nightmarish. Yeah, we'll do that on that too. I experienced it too, so we are professionals in the field of sleep paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it sucks. <laughs> and then I can bring in my friend to talk about sh the shadow person he saw because they they're kind of they go in with this, but. Uh... Yeah, I think that's the most about these clockwork elves. Um, it's bizarre. And I'll, again, I'll link those pictures to give you an idea. I don't know. It, <laughs> so everyone go out and get some DMT yourself. Uh, try it and, <laughs> and then see what it looks like. And then we'll all try and piece together how we can explain Send us your things. Report, let me know what it's like. Because <laughs> it's... It's crazy out there, but very fascinating. So, yeah, th yeah, there's these entities out there. So, yeah, the debate is, are they in their own reality? Are they in their own dimension? And we're just interfacing with them through when we take DMT or these other ways that, you know, near-death experience and whatnot, that it comes up naturally. Or is it just all literally in our head? So, I, I think there's fair enough evidence for me to say... I don't know. I don't know either, and 
honestly, it seems like no one really knows. So you guys, you know, be the arbiters of truth. <laughs> Let us know what you think. Is it, uh, you know, is, is uh, DMT opening up a whole, you know, portal to another dimension in space and time? Or is it just, yeah, it's messing with our neurological firings and causing us to see things? Who knows? So, yeah, it's up to you guys. Uh, that's it, it for this episode. Um, DYBpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us anything, talk to us. And then, yeah, I'll put stuff in the show notes. So, peace, guys. Much love. Thank you.